0: So once upon a time when we were coloured, elections were a white man's game like billiards. We didn't have no skin in it, even when we were in the thick of it. And yet we got all excited like it mattered who got elected, Labour or Conservative. There weren't no other alternatives. It was Wilson or Heath, a smiling face or big white teeth. It was Mrs Thatcher, the milk snatcher, or Callaghan, Foot and Kinnock, who couldn't catch her. And then it was the boy from Brixton, John Major, and Tony Blair, who decided your future for you. During them times, there were some also runs. My memory's a bit vague, but there was uh, William Hague, Ian Duncan-Smith, and Gordon Brown, until the Lib Dems went into coalition with David Cameron. And then, well, you know what's happened since. The hole in the heart of government's like a packet of polo mints. It's been Brexit this or Brexit that. Brexit makes the place so rowdy that every party get flat. But now it's election time again and they remember we, who have been working hard long before Brexit, and still we can't make it. Yes, it's election time again and they've come knocking on your door, but who are you going to vote for, Boris Johnson or Jeremy Corbyn? And does it make a difference or is it just an inconvenience? Don't ask me. I'm asking the questions of Nels Abbey, author of Think Like a White Man, and Cheryl Phoenix of The Black Child Agenda. Cheryl, if you think like a white man,
1: who are you gonna vote for? Um, nobody. I don't know, if I was to think like a white man, I'd more than likely vote for, what's his name, Boris? However, the reality is, I doubt I'd be voting for either of, either of them um, because like you said in your sum, summarisation is that they I'm yet to see what any political party has genuinely done for, for me lately. Um, so yeah, it's like you said, Brexit this, Brexit that, but no one actually understands what Brexit actually is. Why would a white man vote for Boris? Because he appeals to them. I find a lot of right wing tend to be, a lot of rich people tend to go for Boris, people with money. And do you know what, from a conservative perspective, um, if you're a business person, I would go conservative, honestly speaking, as a black woman. Because when you're, when you're in business, things tend to make sense rather than labor. So that's just my thought process on it. I've always thought that because when I look at things that have benefit, uh, benefited us as a community, it's definitely been when Conservatives have been in power and it's definitely been economic. Economically, we've done better, I feel.
0: Nels, think like a
2: white man, if you can. (laughs) Yep, I'll try my best. Who are you going to vote for? I am going to vote for the Labour Party. I think that, um, I and I do so with pride, I should probably reveal my t-shirt to those who can't see it at home, but I'm wearing a Corbyn Nike t-shirt right now, which is bought from nice. my, uh, my big sister. I am voting for the Labour Party with pride, and with more pride than I've ever done in my lifetime. And the Labour Party right now is run by a lifelong anti-racist, mm-hmm. by a guy who has actually had skin in the game, who has been arrested for, who has been arrested during the days of, uh, of anti-apartheid, who is uh, pro-reparations for, um, mm-hmm. for the horrors of... Um, for the horrors and killings and tortures of um, of slavery and colonialism and everything else, so and also too, he's anti tuition fees, he's anti nuclear bombs. He's this. This is a guy who I feel for the first time in my lifetime, we've got a fundamentally very decent man, um uh, with the within a shot of of getting a long shot, but uh, but but within a shot of of getting the keys to number ten Downing Street. And I think it's a great opportunity. It'll probably be the only election. If he loses, it'll probably be the only election in my lifetime which i really had a chance somebody who i really felt could have a transformative impact on the lives of black people within britain and and a lot further afield um to vote for one and if he doesn't win then we go back to the norm you
0: you, you didn't hear what i said
2: did yep. you mm-hmm. I, I asked you to think like a white man Yep, yeah who are you gonna vote for if i'm thinking like a white man i'll vote for boris johnson because mm. boris johnson is a classic white man um boris johnson it, um, this is me strictly thinking like a white man Boris, every single quality or demeanour you could think of what a white man really embodies and it goes beyond white skin and we're talking of a, of a real white man here, a mm-hmm. white man with power, with impunity, with absolute authority, a white man who's paid much more than you by virtue of the fact that they're a white man or so, a white man um, a white man who hasn't doesn't really abide by the rules, who doesn't have to abide by the rules or so, um, that's the type of white man Boris Johnson is, he's not a conservative by any means he doesn't conserve anything, not even his own marriage by any <laughs> means whatsoever, he doesn't believe in business. He's uh, famously said, F um F-U, F business or so. He's a guy who lets blows with the wind. He doesn't really have any real perspective on anything or so. He's a guy who just does what he needs to do in order to get to where he's going to. And that's to the top where he feels he belongs and where he's born to rule. So if I was a white man, I was thinking like a white man, I would vote Boris. for Boris yep. White Man Johnson. <laughs> but Cheryl, you, you said that if you were a black
0: woman in business, you would vote for Boris white man Johnson, but what does it mean to think like a black man or woman when it comes to the elections? What does that actually mean?
1: That's a very good question because that I can't actually answer um, to, because realistically, when I look at politics, politics, the game of politics, the promises, the empty promises, time in, time out, They are not speaking to us as black women or black men. They're not talking to us. The only thing they really want from us is our votes. Just by the systems that they put in place, we find a way of benefiting from them. So whether that be taxation, whether that be getting business funding, whatever it may be, because I find the more conservatives tend to be more business, economics, economics, and mostly for those that are in a particular type of elite, but it does filter down. You know, as much as we don't like Margaret Fratcher um, and we don't like Margaret Thatcher, she did bring in like the right to buy and things like that, which gave a lot of black people that foothold in the property market, whether we like her or not. So we have to look at it from sometimes a more economic basis rather than an emotional basis of they're racist. Yes, we know they're racist. However, if you actually um, take advantage of some of the things that they've put in place, then you'll do better. I can't really think besides maybe the handout type of strategy that Labour tends to use a lot. And I say that very... Yeah, I, it tends to be more a handout rather than looking at how to economically make sure people within this community do better. They want to give you something, but there's no, there's no um, way of actually building upon a lot of what they just give you. You don't have to necessarily work hard for it. And I'm a great believer in working for what you want and climbing that ladder. And I find conservatives tend to do that slightly better. Now, I've been a Labour voter. I ran in the Labour Party to be a Labour councillor. All of these things before, and I witnessed the racism directly firsthand within the Labour Party. And um, when I stepped back from it all, I was just like, what's the point? Both of them are as bad as each other. I can only go with what is going to benefit me and my household.
0: Nels, to think like a black man or a woman in the election, what does that, mean to you
2: i think we have to look out for our interests our interest come first more so than anything else and also to just to respond to a couple of things that uh, to in, in in response to or to address a couple of things that Cheryl actually pointed out i agree that there is racism in all the parties and i make no excuse for any of them whatsoever i think that we should be careful about false equivalents um, the the conservative party is racism is is one of their founding pillars uh-huh. essentially. so when you think of. Um, when you think of pretty much our trade. subjugation globally or so. Well, hang on, that's not yeah. fair, because the Labour Party only came into existence in
0: 1899 or yep. whatever it was. If it had come into existence in 1799, it would have been as enslaving as any other party, wouldn't it?
2: Arguable. It's probably... Uh, arguable. That's very, very arguable. Also. But also, too when you actually look at the actual origins of the Labour Party, um, which was based mm. upon the actual uh, protecting working the, class. the working man or so, that um Try to make sure the working man gets a proper slice of things or so, then the economic argument for um, for slavery was actually collapsing on its own. It was collapsing. It collapsed. It collapsed
0: before the One Labour Party. And, absolutely and let's existed. go back to the working man for a moment or two. Yep. Remember the working man in the 1960s? Yep. The Dockers of the East End of yep. London who were marching saying, Enoch was right. Yep. There were <laughs> too many N-words in this Nation, country. Yes. Enoch was right send them back. Yep. That was your working-class
2: Labour voter, let's be real now. Well that was your working-class man, whether it was your Labour voter is, is questionable, but I'm Okay, a... let's talk about Labour leader leadership was, let's Enoch talk was, about the Labour leader leadership. A, was a conservative, we must and said, let's yeah.
0: talk about Harold Wilson who was a yep. Labour yep. Uh, Prime Minister indeed. Yep. Let's not forget his prevaricating over what was then known as Rhodesia, yep. nowadays mm. known as Zimbabwe, having meetings on British battleships yep. with the guy who declared Unilateral Declaration of Independence in Rhodesia, yeah, Ian Smith. Smith, the illegal, um, if you like, leader of the white supremacist okay. in yep. in Rhodesia at the time. Harold Wilson was happy to let him carry on. And in fact, we learned later on that British oil, British oil, mm-hmm. under the jurisdiction of Harold Wilson, the prime minister, was being shipped to Rhodesia to prop up that puppet government. Yep, that's what Labour have done.
2: I make no excuses for the Labour Party of old, in particular. I'm actually a little bit more infused to actually. But you do... started off talking. You're about right. History. You're right. You're that's right. That's why i brought it in. I, I think you're right, and you make a very, very good point. You make a very good point. I don't argue that, particularly about the Labour Party of old. I am. I have a lot more confidence in Corbyn's Labour than I do in the Labour Party of Harold Wilson or or even Tony Blair. And all those guys did many bad things, also did good things too. And of course, as you point out, um, with the fact of government, uh, you can mention mention good things there. So at the same time, just want to bring it back to. And one thing, when we speak of the economy or economics, one thing I would like to make a distinction is that we mustn't mistake economics for capitalism, but capitalism for economics, not the same thing. No. When we're looking at econo- the e- economics or so of the Thatcher years, for example, what we're looking at, what we were actually describing, was capitalism on steroids, which is continued <laughs> to this very day. So the right to buy process, yes, it helped a lot of black people get on the actual onto the housing ladder at the exact same time or so it actually led to the actual collapse of stock of housing stock as far the council houses were concerned which today is now leading to a lack of supply which is making it hard for young black two younger black people today to actually get on the house to get on the housing land today so what it led to was a deferral and also too when you just go back to back in the day or so labor party minimum wage i remember i was working i was a working man i was a busboy at a restaurant called capital radio restaurants in piccadilly circus where the minimum wage came in in 1999 and then that so my pay went up by seventy pence an hour just by one slice of from I was working to about two o'clock in the morning for the next two hours. So my pay went up. The key thing of this also, when it comes to black people or thinking about black people in this election, I think we have to look holistically at our at where we are, and also we have to look holistically at who is running. The Conservative Party right now, backed by Nigel Farage, which is in the pack with Nigel Farage, which is being advised by Steve Bannon. Steve Bannon was the um was the key was the key was the key advisor to um. To um to Donald Trump, we have the alignment of a very very serious right wing, subtly white supremacist bloc taking place right now, and that is not going to work for black people. You can be a wealthy black businessman or so. Um, you don't you really you could be a wealthy black businessman or so a, a wealthy black business person, successful one in a white supremacist run society. It's not going to work for you in the long term. So the economy is one thing, whether it's socialist slanting or capitalist more heavy slanting but looking at it holistically the social side of things too is just something that you have to keep an eye on the political side too but what
1: do you about? know what sorry i think i don't think we've got time to be holistic about politics right we now i don't think we've got the time i don't think we've got the resources um i don't think we have i think that when i look at the generation coming up behind us they're not looking at the holistic side—they're looking at how they can make money, how they can get a better house for their parents, how they can economically do better. Capitalism, capitalism economics—I hear what you're saying. However, right now it's a dog-eat-dog world, yeah. and I'm actually sort of a tiny piece of me is actually glad that Boris Johnson is who he is and he's in power at this time. Do you know why? Because I think that as a people, we've become quite lazy. I think we've sit, we 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 complain about a lot. A lot has happened to us. We've had to struggle a lot but complaining, well, not do you really doing person, much.
2: You talking I'm
1: talking about as a community, particularly black people. Black people. Okay. Yeah, as a community, um, I think that we've become so maybe tired and despondent. We've been beaten up politically. We've been beaten up economically. We've been beaten up when we go to the workplace, racism, and all these things that we have to deal with, that it's just like we've almost said, oh, they can't be bothered. However, we're looking at the next generation. They're breaking down barriers, kicking down doors, and actually coming up and being quite unapologetic in their stance of actually creating businesses buying houses doing certain things that we i think a generation has skipped maybe those of the were um, 60s age group upwards they did they bought the house the five-year plan people so on and such like i think from 40 to maybe 50 something something's gone something's missing with that generation but then when you look at those coming up they're actually doing stuff that when i look at social media and i go to events where young people are at and their energy and the aspirations and they're not taking on board Boris Johnson thinks you're an idiot they don't care they're doing everything regardless of your opinion of your racism etc etc and I think that is where the some of the older generation need to get back to and stop waiting for some some magic to happen it's not going to happen Britain is racist it's always been racist it's always going to be racist get over it and do something different.
2: Well, there are grades of racism, too, at exact same point.
1: But there's um, still but, racism. Yeah, but, yeah, there is indeed.
2: So there's, there's pollution. There's grades of pollution, uh-huh. for example. There's still pollution or so, but uh-huh. there's pollution in London and there's pollution in Beijing. I know which I would prefer. And, and so when you're looking at Boris Johnson, I'm afraid to say it, uh, Boris Johnson has proved peru- there's not too much more you can ask for in terms of a man actually asking you to prove that Boris Johnson is not going to be, doesn't have a black agenda.
1: No, he's and I don't against, agree. I don't think not, he does either. Yeah, I don't, not so I'm not a against, Boris Johnson supporter. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> I, don't think,
2: I, 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 I wouldn't like anybody to listen to this thing that we are, that anybody around the table advocating that, that the people in their 30s, of which I qualify or so, or people younger than myself, are going to vote for a racist. No, know, no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. I wouldn't think that n- by any stretch. Boris Johnson isn't good for business. No. If Boris Johnson was good for business, though, he wouldn't take any, he would have actually led the gamble with the UK economy as far as Brexit was concerned. He wouldn't be actually saying screw business or saying any other, any other things though. <laughs> but So as far as it's concerned, the notion, the old notion that the Conservatives were the party of business and they create stable environments for businesses to flourish. So that balloon has been popped very thoroughly. Uh-huh. They have taken the nation's economy to Las Vegas and bet on red. And, and and we're just said we're just waiting for the for the for the dice to land and for the actual rolling thing to, to stop and see where we land and take it forward from there. So Yes, I, I see what you're coming from or so, but where we are right now as a community, as far as black people I don't agree that black people are lazy. I think we're probably the most Mm-mm. hard-working people here. Well,
1: but we, we, we became that's lazy it. as soon as we stopped being slaves, so I hear what no, you're saying. Far from it no, that's what people. they say. They no, say no, no, that no, we no, became yeah, lazy absolutely. as soon as we yeah, stopped absolutely. being slaves,
2: so go on. Absolutely, absolutely. So I, I, get, I get what you mean. Though. I think that black people in this, in this country have had to deal with a lot. They still are dealing with we a lot. We still do. With many different things. I've met people, for example, I mean, you could hear people there's a young footballer who, who... Actually, I won't go into that because it's actually a court, a current court case. Mm-hmm. But um, there's many different people who deal with very, many different things in the in this society. And it's all good. You can flourish as a business person. I used to be a banker, for example. I did very well for myself and I'm very grateful for it. Um, but I do have many, many colleagues who, the moment the wind blows or so, the first thing that would happen would be the black person's gone. It's still standard now. Banking, now. for example, is a lot more... Inclusive and diverse. I would never thought well, I'd ever use those words to describe banking in my life. <laughs> up until when I went to go work in media, and I realised that bank is actually a utopia compared to media. Mm-hmm. So we used to complain in banking, but when I go back to the say of look, compared to media, so banking's utopia. And it's kind of funny because banking is actually a conservative industry, media is a liberal one. So you might you might be onto something. But the key thing there was this: was that you would often see it, that the moment the wind blows, okay, there's a slight downturn in the stock market. We need to make some cuts, or so, to make sure that we actually we can weather the storm for next year. The first people are going black
1: people but then again that's what that's why i say that the younger generation aren't waiting for that job they're not asking for to be accepted into a particular society that they know doesn't like them they've seen their parents go through the same racist structure, regardless of what political parties in power. They've still gone through the same racist yeah. structure. Their parents have still suffered. Their parents are still the first one sat. So they're like, well, forget that. Why am I going to still go in- back into that environment yeah. to be treated the same, if not worse than my parents did? So I'm going to start my own media company. I'm going to start my own TV channel. I'm going to do all of these things by myself. Forget asking these people for anything I will do for me. And that is the energy that I think that we need to start encouraging because Boris Johnson, if he gets back in, or even Labour, the black community, they're going to be putting it on us. So if we don't now really look and say we need to start even more so doing for self, even more so be slightly more unapologetic and stop waiting for them to be nice to us, because that's not going to happen. Maybe they'll give us a, a, a token here and maybe a token there, but the general consensus, racism right now is getting worse people being attacked on the street um schools are going off the charts with discrimination for children the workplace is still the same so that hasn't changed it's getting worse so then why am i going to rely on any government to try and make anything Better for me, rather than me actually making that decision to do better for myself.
2: I agree with you to a degree. I think there's so much I could do, but at the end day, I still need the state to step in to create an environment in which, hey, that look, as uh, Martin Luther King put it, that look, if a man wants to round, if a man wants to go down, if a man wants to lynch me or so, that is his business. If a man can lynch me. That is my business. That means that it's my business to make sure that the law is direct, My to work with the state to make sure that the law is put in place to protect me from that person who will potentially lynch me. Absolutely. And, and that's the same thing that happens when it comes to racism and people getting their their, their, their hijabs or their burqas being pulled off or um, black people being denied jobs, which is coming back in a very, very, very... i mean, never forget when it comes to unemployment, it's always higher for black people. BAME, as a statistic, yeah. actually disguises anti-black practices because it puts us together with Asians and everybody else. Yes, when they you're do. Police, disaggregate it and you then look at how bad unemployment is or how bad these indicators are for black people, it is alarming. Uh It's always epidemic levels, persistently or so, and that's why you then see the knock-on effect on the social side of things and crime and always, and our young people have to sometimes take economic risks that go beyond the realm of what's legal and what's not legal or Uh so. But I agree with you, the young people in particular taking chances, taking opportunities for themselves, building their own things, I'm inspired by that. It's something that uh, is, I'm inspired by. That. It's something that I write about in my book in terms as internally in Think Like a White Man. But I say it's something that people should be <laughs> trying to do. Or but the key thing over there too is when we bring it back to politics and we're looking at what's best for our community, this, over the next, on December the 13th, what Would be a nightmare. December 12th. December, oh, right. December 13th. December 13th. No, you wake yeah, up on yeah. December 13th. <laughs> Don't tell me it's a Friday. And it, assuming everybody, is it Friday? Is, yeah, we'll yeah. wake up a Friday. Uh, yes, it is. It's because the election's on the Thursday. So, you wake up on December the Friday the 13th or so. Do you want to wake up to nightmare <laughs> on nightmare on Downing Street yeah, yeah. or a dream on Downing Street?
0: But why should the Prime Minister, the next Prime Minister, have a black agenda? You said, yes. Boris doesn't have a black agenda. Yes. Hang on, the Prime Minister's there. He probably to does represent have one. Well, the Prime Minister's there to represent the country, and I'm sure that you will agree that the black agenda is a very minority agenda. Why should the Prime Minister have a black agenda or a black child agenda?
1: Uh, well, they should, but they won't. Um, they, they, they? They, they they speak about it. Well, because of this injustices that we've just spoken about, um, they should look just like they have a gay agenda, an LGBT agenda, just like they have a, a women's agenda,
0: no, they will have policies, but they won't necessarily have an agenda. An well, agenda is a it, it's a set of,
2: it's a, it's it's a set not, of not, policies to actually well, hard to set. set and, of policies, and, yes.
1: But then we've got this whole but, bame. I hate that word so much. We've got this whole bame. We've got this diversity. All of it, it is chat. If you hate
0: the word. Yeah. Don't no, but use then the it. thing
1: is, what I'm saying is those titles that they give to these specific things. But only because we accept
0: those titles.
1: Exactly. Yeah. But don't use it. But then, know, I right don't. It. But then the fact of the matter is, is that those things are there. They're already there. So what else is there that we are we asking for? What law changes are we actually asking for? When it comes time, sometimes to proving racism, it's almost impossible, which is why they've got the what the Race Equality Act and all these acts, which when you actually try and break down and explain how this racism has actually affected you, unless it's blatantly clear cut, you cannot prove racism. So it's one of those things that, yeah, it's there as a law, which can't really be It very, very rarely gets used unless it's. Hair discrimination. Do you know what I mean? Or something that's blatantly been said to you. So all of these things are, st- are already there. So what is it that any politician is going to bring in to say? Are they going to go down the American route of um positive discrimination? Where they're going to... Well, they've kind of started that as well already. Where they will give you a job in the police force when you because you're black because you know the likelihood of you getting you know so where do you really go with that i don't actually not
0: the reason why they give you the job in the police force is because we all pay our taxes exactly for for that police force and yet we were excluded Mm. from access to those jobs amongst other things (laughs) i don't think it's a it's a re you know the reason they're doing that is not because they want to stop you know, violence on the streets or whatever <laughs>
2: other excuse they yeah. might use. Can Actually. I just point out, just answer your question, your earlier question or two, about why should they have a black agenda? Hmm. Britain is, if you want to compare Britain to any type of dish or, or, or you want to compare it to anything you can make in the kitchen, Britain is best comparable to a salad. I like salad. salad, please. everybody loves salad. Everybody
0: <laughs> says salad is good for you. Although well, Nils you is an expert in jollof rice. <laughs> <Yeah>, uh, <indeed.
1: laughs> and you didn't bring any. I would have. Nigerian
0: I would have. We'll have, have one. One. Oh, gosh,
1: you Oh, gosh, don't you start. This guy's always. <laughs> the, the key
2: thing to try right is that Britain's a salad. And a salad, of course, is not like a soup where you just blend everything together or just mash it together. The salad is one bowl all put together, but it's got various components your lettuce, your salad, your cucumbers, your tomatoes, everything. And it's all mixed together or so it might put a little bit of um dressing over it so it's all put together the thing about it is that if say the tomatoes are rotten you know what it does it destroys the whole salad so you have two choices then either a remove the tomatoes which is virtually impossible as far as uh, as the society is concerned or b throw away the whole salad which is also not possible so what you want to do is make sure that as far as if it's going to bring the metaphor the, the 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 healthy metaphor to the end or so as far as Britain is concerned, Britain, the salad is concerned, so, we want to make sure that all the con- is constituent parts of the actual salad are well taken care of, are healthy for us, is is good to make you, is good for the society. So if we compare Britain and what's your favorite part of the salad, of any part of the salad. Anything, your favourite part of any salad? What's your favourite part? Watercress. Okay. Black people are the watercress of Britain. So black people are the watercress of Britain. Or rocket. Now, rocket. Black people are the watercress and the rocket of Britain or so. Now, we too have to make sure that we're taking care of as far as that salad ball is concerned too. But the key thing over there too is this. And often too, when it comes to racism, when it comes to the black agenda, or it comes to actually looking at what's right for black people, we often look at anti-racism. As opposed to looking at, hey, what's going on with the young people in the streets and everywhere else right now? Is that these are people? Even look at the young people run to places like Spac Nation, for example. Huh. These are people who are often have one big issue, and their issue is economic. These are poor people who need help. Are they help. though? I no, don't know are. if they that's are. true. That's they not are. entirely true because when I deal with a key... lot of
1: young people, they're the not key... poor.
2: Poverty is the key driver of is the key driver of crime within our society. That's a fact. I think opportunity is as well. Now, what do you think is actually drive? What's what's behind that? And grooming. No, but what's behind it? When you take the word opportunity or so, a lack of opportunity. What's that? What's that? What's behind that? I don't. No. 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 See, we're talking about.
1: No, I don't. I can't agree with that because even because of what I do, I work with young people every single day, Mm -hmm. Um, whether they're in the private education system, Mm -hmm. whether they're in pupil referral units or just in schools. Mm -hmm. And the fact of the matter is, when you see parents and you meet these young people. Poverty is not the issue because there is a misconception that most children that get into trouble come from only a single parent household, where there's nothing wrong with that. Because what I do find is that most single parents have to play two roles and they're slightly harder Mm -hmm. and more disciplined on their children. And sometimes with the two... That's
2: a very different concept.
1: Yeah, but then that's the thing, because when I look at what I do and I travel up and down the country doing the work I do with our young people going into schools and Mm -hmm. overturning exclusions, which is directly to do with racism, discrimination and Mm -hmm. discrimination. And these young people end up in a position of depression, mental health starts kicking in and then they become easy targets and vulnerable. And a lot of these young people do have mental health issues, whether it's um, I'll just say SEND or SEMH. Mm-hmm. Um, social, emotional, mental health, just for those that don't know who are listening and special educational needs and disabilities for those that don't know what it is when listening. Um, and these young people become very, very easy targets. For groomers who are maybe five, six, and sometimes in their 30s, years older than some of these young people. And then that's where you see the driving force a lot of the time of a lot of the criminal activity. It could be something as simple as giving a young person 20 pounds. It doesn't mean that they don't have money or their parents can't afford to buy them the latest trainers. In some circumstances, very, very few in comparison to most, that may be the case. But then to say that most young people is quite sweeping. And (laughs) even the single household and things like that, Again, oh, it's all single mothers whilst these young boys are on the road. Uh, I didn't say, did say that. No, no, I'm not saying yeah, that you yeah. are, but this is like the general concept or mm-hmm. consensus out there about us as a people. So when we start looking at when you're talking about discrimination or the black agenda, everyone's got a different agenda. So how then do you, um, do you know, how do you put all of that together? I may just be only interested in what we're going to do for our young people. Mm-hmm. That person over there could just be interested in reparations. That person over there could be interested, you know, there's the what six million a, black people in the set. UK of policies
2: as a, as a set of policies there's there's 65 billion uh, people within the UK or so right now but we still have a government with a set of policies that applies to all of us, or so. Yeah. And we have to make sure that we have policies that, have, that that target people, particularly people who are deprived, particularly people who face certain degrees of discrimination. Or so, there has to be a set of policies that actually deal with their problems. Now,
1: I, I would. But I, isn't there I that isn't that mind, out there already? Because then that that shouldn't be a black policy. That's just a policy no, for no, anyone no. who is in deprivation. Because
2: certain people have certain problems, and our problems often are, are linked to the fact that look, we said we face certain problems by virtue of the fact that look, a our history, b. Our present situation, but our history. Our history is also reflection. is, is highly influences our our present history, our present situation too. Absolutely. And By virtue of the fact that black people, by virtue of the fact that they are black people, mm-hmm. and face a, a certain set of a certain set of problems that have to be addressed appropriately. Look, I, I'll just come back to the poverty issue. So we might disagree on this, and I will oh. have to agree to disagree with you. But my key thing to hit over here is this: is that when it comes to poverty alleviation, or so, or looking for opportunity, as you as you as you called it I- originally. I think that, look, the government, if I was actually in the room with somebody and we're talking knife crime, we're talking these situations or so, I'm thinking to myself, look, some of these people are just taking extreme risk and they're getting into situations that they shouldn't be in as a result of that. Why do not we create opportunity zones for them? Why do we turn around, if we can give all this money to all these different charities or so, why do we turn around and say, okay, here's X amount of money? But actually,
1: then that like, hold just hold still on. goes back trapper. to the racism argument because trapper. they give it to white organisations
2: who are not in touch with black Boom. children. But my key thing with that, not to just give it to some organisation, a Pioneer in the sky organisation or so, I'm saying look, here's X amount of money or so, if we give any money to an organisation, give money to an organisation like yours, or an organisation that knows how to teach people business skills or so, mm-hmm. show them what's your idea, what's your idea or so, we, we'll, we'll help you join up a business plan, so we'll help you get your mentor, some guys like that, and put together something and, and give you some degree of funding to help you pursue that opportunity going forward. Even if the business fails as most businesses fail, so uh-huh. the likeliness, the, the, the skills that that person has picked up within that process puts them in good standing to go forward, to go, to go do other things better with their lives or so. The likelihood of that person then thinking to themselves, okay, I'm going to go pick up a knife or, or I'm going to go pick up a knife or get into one drug trade or another is damn near minimized to zero. Because the po- the thing there is that the government's taken a key step to recognize that look, that entrepreneurial activity or so is a way of actually alleviating uh-huh. poverty and, and creating opportunity. But for some sorry of reason, when it comes to black people, they don't do these things, as we saw from Oliver Letwin um, in the 80s when his letter got revealed just the other day. That when the Thatcher government, what I just described to you, was a Thatcherite idea, uh-huh. which actually dismissed by a man called Oliver Letwin because he thought that the money would just go into the drug and disco so trade. Uh-huh. Sir uh-huh. Oliver, Sir Oliver Letwin, now. still uh-huh. a respected parliamentarian. Till this day, did Boris throw him out? Or did he let him back um, in? Oh, no, I, I can't remember. I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, because I know he, okay. was, he was anti-Brexit. Yeah. This is what I want to ask now. Yep.
0: Which of these two main leaders reminds you most of your dad? Boris Johnson or Jeremy Corbyn? Cheryl, you found that amusing, so I'll go with
1: you first. <laughs> uh, neither. but um, <laughs> Which is one I'll tell you why, because my dad is a, a rass and he's yeah. very... It will probably more than likely be Corbyn then. Definitely, Corbyn. will be because more Corbyn because of <laughs> the what he says and what he says he believes. And I and I do get Corbyn is a very down to earth guy. He's very very pro children. You know he is that guy. Like and I heard that even where he lives is the go to guy. You know the, the general public can speak to him. You know etc cetera, etc. Cetera. Um. So yeah. Um. Boris Johnson's nuts. There's like. I so don't understand Jeremy him. Jeremy
0: Corbyn would remind you most of your dad. Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, no. Oh, my poor father I if think, he hears uh, this. For me, I'm just
2: going to say, when it comes to my dad and the one thing that really jumps off the page me is it's a Nas song. I'll probably just give, give you a lullaby for a second. A lullaby. <laughs> a part, yeah. Papa was a player. Papa was a player. Player was a papa. Never papa never. Anyway, Papa was a player. <laughs> was good awesome. was really Papa
0: was a rolling stone. I knew that's what was, was coming one, into my head. My dad, he laid his head was his home <laughs> and when he died.
1: <laughs> so
2: my dad to some degree sadly when it comes to the ladies or so reminds me of Boris Johnson. Boris. My dad is very much a ladies man and oh that was his thing or so that was his thing but when it comes to Things like no, policy. No, no. Let's leave it at that. No, Let's no, no, leave it, it at that. No, you can't, you can't <laughs>
1: that 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 can only pick one, be. one dad. daddy, B. one daddy. It came to passion
0: <laughs> policy, but it came to the, unless, everywhere else. Unless the other daddy is the father. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. How about this then? Just based on that, which of these two leaders would survive best being black?
3: Nelson.
2: <laughs> Jeremy Corbyn when he was a young man. You with, a laugh? Yes, it was. Jeremy Corbyn, not just, like, not just bad. that too, right? He hey, Jeremy Corbyn is not from privilege. Jeremy Corbyn is not from money. Boris Johnson has never, ever, ever done a hard day's work but, in but what's his that, life. What's to do with being no, black? And also there too, are not. black people who are from privilege. In and age, are from privilege Especially and from privilege. in Nigeria. And so saying, the black Which experience, is... The black experience. if you have not been, if you've lived... and Even people who are privileged black folk, for example, that black, and you see it when the privileged black folk, are so when the black experience gets to them, they're the ones who break the hardest and the fastest, too. <laughs> but when it comes to Jeremy Corbyn, the key thing I'll say is this, right? A, Jeremy Corbyn, pro-reparations. B, spent a big part, what well, he's meant to be doing is going to university or so. He moved to Jamaica and lived there for uh, years uh. or so and worked and then recognized what was actually happening. He has a lot more empathy. as he, he has a lot more empathy than the racist, with is uh, the, the racist described on the other side. And also, too, on the flipping side of things too, when um, he people, loves black women. Is that what you're um, gonna say? No, I'm not gonna say he loves black women. Okay. I know I know he likes his women of colour, but there we go so but that yeah. which is a good thing. Uh, 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 the brown sugar, the brown is enough to break any man. But but the key <laughs> thing is that the <laughs> thing is that I just That's can't see two, Boris Johnson Boris Johnson in the black community or so. Boris Johnson wouldn't survive. He, he doesn't he doesn't we have the heart. we don't want him he doesn't have he doesn't have what it takes. So <laughs> I'm not asking whether you want him or
0: not. Um, for the no, record, Cheryl, you are our uh, Brown sugar? (laughs) How come you taste so good? (laughs) So who would survive best? Think about the word survive. How are you going to survive as a black person? You you know, you need some wherewithal. Who's going to survive best
1: being black?
0: That is a tough one. That is a very
1: tough one because both of them have got resilience, like it or not. Um, But I think I would go with Corbyn. I do want to go with Boris. Because he would survive because he doesn't care. He doesn't care what you think, what you say, how you feel. and But then he'll get beaten up. So, Corbyn.
2: Don't think of it like this too, right? At he will. Right? Someone will bust his head. Boris Johnson has been accused of some of the stuff that Lee Jasper was destroyed for. Oh, literally. And it gets no blacker than Lee, right? Oh. It gets no blacker than Lee or so, right? Lee Jasper had to go, but if Boris Johnson was subjected to the calibre of intense scrutiny, and punishment and disdain. But he's untouchable. And but you that Lee Jasper saying? was teaching with or so. But you see what you're Boris saying? wouldn't be here today. Lee's still standing.
0: But you see what you're saying. You see. You hear what Nelson saying there. Nels mm. walked right into it. Let's get back to Nelson's father being just like Boris Johnson or <laughs> <brother too. laughs> Boris Johnson being most like his Like father. the ladies. Apologies. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: You see what you said, Nels. Yeah. Boris Johnson has been. Uh, put down for many comments he's made, Picaninis and Watermelon Mm -hmm. come to mind, even though he says they were he was said in satire, and you know all about satire, Nels. Yeah. But isn't Boris Johnson there I'll take your point about Lee Jasper, that Boris Johnson hasn't been subjected to what Lee Jasper was subjected to. But he's been called racist. And that's it. He's been called he's been called um fickle in terms of his relationships and his fatherhood you know still we don't know how many children he has got how many baby mamas he has well this is the (laughs) point i'm trying to make (laughs) now i'm glad you brought that in i'm not saying that it's a black thing, but hold on a second you've heard that song your dad being harassed you must have heard this many times because many of those great reggae greats used to sing What a hard man for dead. must be a natty dread. You lick him up, you lick him down and bounce right back.
1: What a hard man (laughs) for dead.
0: Must be a natty dread. Mm. So let me ask the question again. Cheryl Phoenix first. (laughs) Who will
1: survive being
0: black the best? Jeremy Corbyn or Boris Johnson?
1: See, and I said it before. I would go with Corbyn just because, but Boris is it because he don't care he doesn't care and he's untouchable the thing is he's untouchable because he's white yes that's it that's why the difference between him and anybody anybody else look at his own the guy that we used to work with him um who also they dug out some old news article from when he was like 12 or something the guy's in his 50s now um when boris johnson was mayor i can't remember oh ray lewis All of a sudden, they found a way to castigate and rip him apart. But why? Because he's a black man. That's the only difference between the two. As a white man, you have that. This is where white privilege plays that role. And it plays it very well. Once you're white, you have that privilege, whether you're in poverty or not. Because as a black person, they see you first. As a white person, they don't know whether you're privileged or not. One thing about it, too, I must say,
2: when it comes to Jeremy Corbyn, Jeremy Corbyn is often cast via a black eye. People, the the, the the world right now, Jeremy Corbyn is literally being treated like a brother. Right. Well, okay. But will brother. he survive? Um, yeah. th- that question once more, yeah. just answer
0: briefly. If will you he can... survive? No, you said who no. was most likely yeah, to survive. I know. Survive. The, the, yep. My question is, that who is
2: more likely to survive as a black man? Jeremy Corbyn. Uh, Jeremy Corbyn or Boris Johnson? Jeremy Corbyn. There's, there could be no doubt about it whatsoever. Jeremy Corbyn, not only Jeremy Corbyn is already... Being given the black male grinder, uh, with being the black male <laughs> grinder, perhaps with perhaps with, with a, on the, on the lower intensity than 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 the black male himself would get or so. But he's getting it. But Jeremy Corbyn has is, is a survivor. Okay. He's proven himself. Um, so. Three prime ministers later, he's still standing. Okay. David Cameron, distant history. <laughs> Theresa May, the cash can in the trash can. <laughs> Boris Johnson might be gone December thirteenth. Inshallah. There we go. <laughs> no,
1: <laughs> calling no, on all no faces. <laughs> no,
2: no need to bring Allah into this. Thank you very
0: much, Nils Abbey and Cheryl Phoenix. Good night.
1: Thank you.
3: Good morning heartache You all gloomy sigh